If you would please, Romans chapter 14. I I got this message by watching a newsreel. And this, this guy had a big oak tree right by his house. And the wind was blowing. And he looked at it and he was trying to decide where to cut it down and which way to cut it and how to do it. And uh, the guy ended up cutting it down and it fell right on his house and tore half his house down. <laughs> and so I got to thinking, how do you know the right thing to do? So if you would please, Romans chapter 14, I want to read a little bit in verse 1. Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful dispensations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, nor let him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God has received him. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not the day to the Lord he doeth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord. For he giveth thanks, and he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died, and rose, and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. For why doest thou judge thy brother, or why doest thou eat it not thy brother, or set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Let us therefore judge, judge one another, let us not judge one another any more, but judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Pray with him, please. Father, we ask you tonight to give us the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in this matter of making decisions in our life that we make the right decisions. Because some things, Lord, that we have to make decisions on or everlasting decisions. Bless us, we pray now, in Jesus' name. Amen. When I first got into the ministry, I sat down with a preacher, well-known preacher, and was talking to him about some things. And one of those things, one of the things he told me, and I never have forgotten it, he said, now, Pastor, you're going to have to learn to make decisions. You're going to have to make decisions. And then he said, you're going to have to learn to live with the decisions that you make. And that is so true. And that's true in every life, not just in a pastor's life. It's hard to know sometimes what to do. But uh, if you look at verse 2 of chapter 14 of Romans, 
Verse 2 said, One believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Verse 3, Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, let not him that which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God has received him. And in verse 5, One man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. I was telling Jacob uh, that uh, when we have the dinners on the ground, he used to have the dinners on the ground. There's a lady that uh, was a member of our church. She brought me a plate over. She said, I'm going to try this plate. I fixed it just for you. And she, I said, well, what is it? <laughs> it was bear. <laughs> she had killed that bear herself and fixed me a plate of bear. And I said, hmm, looks good. Thank you. I ain't eating that stuff. I couldn't eat it. You couldn't have made me eat that stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> I have to make a decision on it. And I've had those kind of things happen to me all my life. Now, I want you first of all to remember, you must remember, the Bible does not spell out exactly the answer to all our questions in this life. But God does give us principles in His Word to help us to make godly decisions. I do know one thing. It is best to do what God will uh, and what God will be pleased with in our lives than any other thing. Another thing I know, you cannot always follow your conscience uh, that some want to teach us to do, simply because a man's conscience is regulated by what he believes. And if he doesn't believe right, then his conscience will lead him in the wrong direction. Now, there are certain guidelines that will help the believer make the right decision. Notice, first of all, that this portion of Scripture, this is to Christians. If you're not saved, if you're not a Christian, you can't make godly decisions. You can't make right decisions. And so, the number one determining factor in making right and godly decisions is, are you willing to do the right thing once you know what God wants you to do? I've had people that I've sat down with it, trying to make decisions in their life. I showed them out of God's Word exactly, verbatim what God says about the decision they're trying to make, and now they've got to make a decision. Do you want to do what God says or not? And they'll argue with it. Uh, uh, the one number one determining factor in making rightly and godly decisions is if you know what the Word of God said, if you know what God wants you to do, are you willing to do it? John 7 and verse 17. If any man would do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. Now here's the principle. The person who wants God's very best for his life, and will do, he will do what is right, uh, God's will then, in any matter. If you're not going to do right, after you know what is right, uh, no use talking about it anymore then. Just leave it alone. Go ahead and suffer the consequences. My buddy that passed away, uh, Marty, uh, said he, he used to say this to me all the time. If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. And that's a fact. If you're not going to listen, if you're going to be hard-headed, if you're not going to listen to God and act like a dumb person, then you got to be tough. You're going to have to suffer the consequences. Amen? Now, the second principle is, does uh, what you are in question about agree 
with all Scripture. Now we're talking about making right, right decisions in your life that will be everlasting and light decisions that will matter in your life. And the second principle is, does what you are in question about agree with all Scripture? Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scriptures is of any private interpretation. For instance, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God. James chapter 2, verse 24 says, You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith alone. Now, so, are you saved by faith through grace, or are you saved by works? This is not a contradiction. If a man is saved, he will do what is right. And that's what James, his works will be right. And that's what James is talking about. So you've got to be careful when trying to decide questionable things. Don't ever try to find a verse of Scripture to go along with what you want to do or, or believe you should do it. Now what I'm talking about is, if you can find a verse of Scripture, just about anything you want to do, one verse, and you can look through it and find, well, the Bible says then that about that verse. You can't do that. What you've got to do is take all of the Scriptures. You've got to take what's above it, what's below it, and all about it. In other words, if you're trying to decide a questionable thing in your life, I don't care what the, the subject is, don't take one verse out of context and try to go along with what you want to do. You, you look at all the Scriptures, and they must agree on that subject. And if they agree on that subject, then you're all right. But if they tell you don't do it, you better not do it. Now, the third trying to decide what is right to do is have you prayed about it sincerely. Now, I want to show you something. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And look with me in verse 6, please. Philippians 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Now, I do believe this. It's good to get counsel from a godly person. you got to be careful there, though. you got to be sure that they're godly people. You can't get counsel from just anybody. Because an unsaved person can't give you right counsel. That's the reason that I'm very leery of psychiatrists today because most psychiatrists I know are not saved. And they'll give you wrong advice. If you want to know what's right in your life and you want to get counsel for somebody trying to help to make you make decisions, be sure they're saved. Be sure they're born again. Because I want you to watch this. Verse 6 again, please. Uh, Philippians chapter 4. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto God. You don't go to man all the time about everything. You go to God with it. You pray and say, Lord, what should I do? And there's something that I have learned uh, that I had to learn the hard way. And a, a great preacher helped me with this one. I said, sir, I'm trying to make some decisions in my life in the ministry. And I'm, I'm not sure about some things. And he said, let me, let me explain something to you. He said, have you prayed about it? 
He said, if you'll pray about it and ask God to give you the right decision to make, he said, you'll either feel good about that, and but if you get that old gut not feeling your sickness stomach, you better not do it. Because of the, the Lord works from the inside out. He impresses you on what to do. And so you make decisions by asking the Lord to help you make the right decision. Now turn over to Mark chapter 11, and I'll show you how it works again. Mark chapter 11, and I want you to look at verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. James chapter 4 verse 2 simply says, You have not because you ask not. You say, If a preacher, I don't know what to do. Well, you have not. You don't have the right answer to it because you've asked not. Now, that's a terrible statement for a Christian, isn't it? You have not because you ask not. Matthew 7 verse 8 is very important here. For everyone that asketh receiveth. If I want to know what's right then in my life, I ask God for it. And the Bible says you have not because you ask not. That just means simply just keep on asking until you receive the answer to it. Just keep on asking God. He'll give you the answer to it. And then fourthly, be sure you have the Holy Spirit leading you. Look at chapter 8 of Romans for just a minute. In Romans chapter 8. I want you to look at verse 26 with me. Romans 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit, and that's capitalized, so it's talking about the Holy Spirit, also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Did you know that if you'll ask God to help you make the right decision, the Holy Spirit will lead you in the right decision? He'll lead the right person in your life. He'll lead you to help you make the right decision on the right jobs. Anything that you're asking God for, the Holy Spirit will lead you if you listen to it. Now watch this. God does not answer us when we pray audibly and necessary, but we do have the Holy Spirit living in our bodies. God doesn't holler down from heaven and say, hey, turn to the right or turn to the left. But we have the Holy Spirit in us. I have God in us. And I ask the Lord to give me an impression, Lord, impress me on what to do. And I listen to Him if I pray and ask Him to help me. Now, the Holy Spirit always impresses our hearts according to God's will. you got to remember this. God will never go against His Word. The Holy Spirit will never impress you to do something that the Bible says thou shalt not do it. It has to be in accordance with the Word of God. But if the Holy Spirit impresses me to do something and the Word of God says it's all right to do it, now I'm in the right track. Now I can make the right decisions. And the Holy Spirit will impress you. He'll impress you within your heart with what's right. <coughs> Philippians excuse me, chapter 2, verse 13. It is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. So God is working inside if you'll ask Him to. 
Now, how does it work? God works in us the desire and then gives us the power to make the desire a reality. This is one thing we can be sure of. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to do something that is contrary to Scripture, though. Number five, does it please God? Whatever you're doing, you're trying to make a decision in your life, the question you ask then, does it please God? Will the Lord be satisfied with it? Turn with me to First John now, chapter 3. First John, chapter 3. And look with me, please, in verse 22. 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Now, 2 Corinthians 5, 9 says, Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. The Christian should never do anything unless he is fully convinced it will please God. Did you ever start to go into a place and something impresses you? Don't go in there. Don't go in there. Now, I don't know how you feel about it. Now, uh, I want some chicken wings the other night. And I, I, I get some nights I'll be watching TV or something, and it, it can be 10 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night or whatever. If there's something open, one night my wife, I'd put her to, she'd went to bed, and when she could get up and around, and uh, I was watching TV, and here's the biggest hamburger you came on. I mean, that thing looked that big, and about that high with everything on it, you know and from Whataburger, and I sat there and I watched that advertisement, and I got up and I eased out of the house and went down and got me a hamburger. I come back and my wife got up and she said, what are you doing? I said, eat me a hamburger. <laughs> that thing impressed me. I wanted that hamburger so bad I could not understand it. But the other night, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this thing, and I wanted me some barbecue chicken wings. And I wanted them so bad I could hardly stand it. So I got up and I went down to Beef O'Brady's. And I said, I want me some Beef O'Brady. Somebody told me they made the best chicken wings. And I walked in that place. I ain't nothing but a beer joint. <laughs> Honest to goodness. It looked like a beer joint, smelled like a beer joint, and the wings tasted terrible. But I went and I got those things, and I, when I walked in there and walked up to where I had to get to, I said, you know what, preacher, you don't belong in here. I want to ask you something. What impressed me that? What impressed me that? I believe it was the Holy Spirit of God. I don't belong in here. Amen. Amen. And I mean it. And I do know this. The Holy Spirit will impress you if you listen to Him. By the way, them wings weren't worth a flip. I should have listened to Him. Amen. Number three, number six, can you do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Whatever you decide to do, can you do it in the name of the Lord? Uh, turn back now to Colossians for just a second. <clears throat> the book of Colossians. And uh, chapter 3, verse 17. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Here's the, here's the way you make a right decision. When you get through with it, can you say, Thank you, Lord. 
for letting me do that. Thank you, Lord, for giving me that. If you can't, you're making the wrong decision. And I believe with all my soul, I want to make the right decision. I want to be pleasing to Him. And I want if I make a decision on something, then I want to say, thank you, Lord, for giving it to me. Colossians 3, verse 17. Can you give God thanks for it? Colossians 3, 17 again. And that, that's how you make right decisions that you won't regret of decisions that you've made afterwards. And by the way, that's you can take that into investing your money. You can take that into marriage. You can take that in what church you go to. You can take that in every decision in every walk of life. If you'll ask God to give you the leadership and go by the Word of God, you can be a happy person. And I got news for you. I want to be happy. But I found out I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life. And you know what? when I made them? When I made them in a hurry, and I made them just, just off the hat, never asked God anything about it, never questioned it, just go ahead and make a decision. Then you got to live with it. you got to live with the consequences. You've got to be careful in this world because the devil's after you. Amen? And he's after your joy. And I, don't, I, I just like to be happy. And I like to see God's people happy. And I, I don't like to see them make bad decisions. And I was talking to a person just the other day talking about this man that they, uh, they care about much. I said, don't do that. You, have you prayed about him? Have you asked God about him? And that's, that's how you make right decisions. Amen? So stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us as your children. Lord, I know that you want us to be happy because we're your children. We're not the devil's crowd. We belong to you. And I know that you want to bless us because I've studied your word from one end to the other, and I know you want to bless your children. But we must listen to you. We must obey you. We must do what you want for our life. And then we can have peace and we can have happiness. So I ask you, dear God, to bless now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much tonight. Shake hands with somebody as you go, please. That's pretty. Hey. I'm glad you got down further. Hey, you know what? I, mean, I got to 